guys, welcome to Destiny Church. I'm going to be praying this morning. So if you'll bow your head and close your eyes. day and thank you for allowing each and every one of us to wake up this morning and send your spirit into each and every one of us because we want more of you Lord for dying on the cross for us so that our sins can be forgiven and so that we can have eternal life with you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Yeah.
into this. It's so awesome how God always lines it up.
want to kind of even open your mouth and get some of the rain, like a child in the rain. (laughs) I just feel like that's how God wants us to be as his children. Just, I'm free, Lord. I'm going to run in your rain. I'm going to receive your rain. I'm not going to try to stay out of it, to stay comfortable, to stay where I'm at, to stay warm. Like, no, just go out, leap out into the rain of the Lord, the rain of his spirit. It's gonna rain joy just one more time. It's gonna rain joy. See right through my skin, down into my bones. It's gonna rain joy. It's gonna rain joy. Filling up our hearts, right down to our souls.
each of our lives where we just need to sing one more time that our God is so big and strong and mighty, there's nothing he can't do. I think we're gonna sing it one more time because there's someone in here who still hasn't quite received that as the truth this morning over that situation. He wants you to get it right here today. He wants you to settle it in your mind. Nothing is too difficult for him. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Sing it. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. speaking up but it's not me right now he's just telling me not to move so I just we need to keep going oh he's moving so much come holy oh holy we love you we're just gonna sit for a second come on holy
I used to be in clubs, partying, dancing, drinking. And I was uh, went ashamed at that time. Didn't know the Lord like I know him now. And so when you see me up here dancing, it's the joy of the Lord. You know, he, um, he delivered me when I was in darkness. I was in the clubs, like I said, we, in the clubs, just throwing hands up, drinking, partying, not knowing that uh, there was an eternal God that was looking down on us. And when I have a, a revelation, when God gave me the revelation that he was real and he changed my heart, I began to understand that I don't have to go to the club to dance and drink and party. I can come right in the church and dance and praise and worship him the way he deserves to be worshiped and praise him and give him all the glory. I just want to share that testimony. So if you're feeling it this morning that, you know, you can't surrender to God, just know that you have to surrender to his will, his way. Uh, he expects us to. You know, once we get saved, he changes our lives. Then we get that freedom. So I get up here, freedom, it doesn't matter no matter what people think, what they say, no matter. I'm going to dance and praise God. I know what God delivered me from. All right? So don't be fearful. Release it. Let God work through you. All right? So I'll be... I go after my praise. I go after my blessings. I dance. Whatever God blessed me with, he, he allowed me to walk and, and jump around. I can jump. So it, there's no excuse for me to sit there and just look at everybody else. All right? So there's no excuse. So release what God has put in you. Release it. realm 
if you could only know it. He said, but I will send the word to you for your footsteps, for everything you need to do. And we are blessed more than we know. And, you know, the Lord showed me uh, this guy right here. I, I don't know you personally, but the Lord said that you guys were going to write songs. And uh, it would be uh, so anointed that it will be played all over the world. Okay? I mean, he showed me a mighty, mighty anointing upon your hearts that you'll be writing these songs and they will be for this era not for last year but for this era and i thank the lord he let me do this because my flesh is <laughs> thank you guys for listening and praise the lord god bless everyone Uh, I told you he didn't give me anything. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Thank you so much. So, Father, look, we mm, let's just lift them up. Father, we love you. We thank you, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, Father. We thank you that you'll never, never just leave us alone, Lord. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. You're always with us. You're always giving us a word, Father God. We're, you're always guiding us and leading us. So we thank you for that. We just love you, Father. We love you. We lift you up this, this morning, Father God. We celebrate you. We worship you this morning. So, Father, we pray right now you have your way in this place. Have your will in this place, God. We just love you, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on. And everybody said amen. Come on. Let's lift up a shout of praise in the house. Come on. Yeah. All right, go ahead, take a break. <laughs> Say hi to somebody. We'll be right back.
Good morning. Come on, y'all. Find your seats. It's a little out of control in here. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, come on. That's right. I love it. I love it when we got to separate family. Have y'all sit down. Get ruling in the house. No, oh, so good. Oh, man. Mm, so good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on. Man, God is good. It's been a great morning so far. I'm excited to see what he wants to do. Look, if you're new here, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, we love y'all. You guys love Destiny? Come on. Now, how about you guys love the Lord? Come on, let's lift it up for him one more time. That's right. So if you're watching online, come on, we love you guys. We miss you. And, and, and please share this link. Get it out to everybody today. Let them know that, that, that Father's got a, a word for them this morning. So, And if you need prayer online, reach out to our prayer team. They're there for you. So reach out to them. So, Man, if you are uh, new to the church, you should have received a bulletin when you came in. Inside that bulletin is a connect card. Fill that out. Let us know you were here. Uh, we we want to reach out to you. We want to thank you for being here. We want to pray for you. Talk to you about the church. That's it. So we can't do that if you don't fill out that card and turn that in. You can turn it in in the offering at the end of service, or you can drop it by the connection point. Big wooden desk out in the foyer. So just drop that off. Real quick, I'm going to run through all the stuff that's happening at Destiny, just in case you're missing out on some things. Uh, so, so we have Monday night prayer, 6 p.m. If, you, if you're a prayer warrior, if you just want to come out and join in prayer with us, right here, 6 p.m. every single Monday night, we worship, we pray together. That's so important. It's a foundation of who we are. So come out and join us. Tuesday at the table, that is our, two, that's our midweek service. So like every church, we have a midweek service, but it's a Tuesday, uh, not on Wednesday. So be here on Tuesdays. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. We have different people teaching and all kinds of stuff. It's Sometimes we get into a, a series and sometimes we just take it somewhere else so be here for that that's that's phenomenal time to, to come out and join in with the family 6 p.m and then on wednesday this is why we can't do it on wednesday because all the children are here so we have students in the sanctuary children in the children's ministries so drop your kids off and go find something to do uh, as a couple. Uh, do a date night or come join our, our, our married small group, which is Wednesday night right next door. So you can drop the kids off here, go to the, the, the married couple small group. So we got something for you as a couple. Uh, it's so good. But our young adults, Friday, if you're a young adult, 18 to 28, come join us on Friday uh, with the guys. Come on. Uh, they're doing a great job with our young adults. And, uh, uh, man, we're going to. They're just doing great things. I know they just launched another one, so heading off into the military. So come on. I love what you guys are doing, mentoring the young adults and getting them in the right direction. It's so good. Um, other than that, if you're looking for something to do, just look at our small groups. So you can go online or on our go to our website, go to our app. You can go online. We have small groups like every day of the week, so you can find something. So if you're missing out, if you say, I just can't, I can't show up to church on Sunday, well, guess what? Find a small group. Come in on Tuesday. You can't be here Tuesday. Find something for you because there are small groups throughout the week. Don't miss out on those. Um, so download that app. That app has everything for you. Um, it's, it's easy to it's, put it this way. It is the, the app that looks like it's a black circle on your phone. If you have the blue circle app, get rid of it. You're not going to get any information from that one. So make sure you download the correct one. If you scan that little um, code right there, you can do it. It's out on the on a connection point in the in the four, you can just walk up and scan a little download it for you. You can check us out on YouTube. You can do all kinds of stuff. So we we'll get that out there because we don't want you to miss a thing. We we want we never want the excuse to be you didn't know. 
So we're going to give you every opportunity to know about what's going on at Destiny. So uh, a couple other little things going on. Uh, Our heart for the house. So we came in about a month ago. Uh, We said our heart for the house was uh, a goal of $20,000. That was so that we could come up with the down payment to to purchase this property because we had a little bit more down payment than what we had planned. And guess what? Now this week, our our total right now is we have reached that goal. We are over $20,000 that that y'all have given. so thankful for our church that when when we ask for something and we give you a vision you obey and God speaks to you so if you had an opportunity to give thank you some of you hadn't had an opportunity if this is the first time watching online in a while and if God's speaking to you look you can give to that because there is so much that needs to happen in this place to to move things forward so if you still want to give I want to give you that opportunity everything's still open you can give online under heart for the house or under uh, building fund um, so we do have an event coming up, and it's this Saturday. So we're going to get this information out there to you. It's called a Yard of Blessing. Um, and what that is, it, it is an opportunity for women and children of destiny and their friends to come to the church and pick up and go through and, and uh, free clothing for women and children. So what that means is that free clothing is actually coming from our church. So in other words, uh, you go through your closet, find some stuff that it's, it's spring cleaning time, stuff that's still in really good condition for women and children only. So don't bring me any furniture. Don't bring in any kind of TVs and stuff. We're not taking any of that. This is, this is women and children clothing. You can bring it by the church on Friday. So that's the 26th. Be here on Friday from uh, 4 to 7 p.m. So 4 to 7 p.m. on Friday, you can drop it off here right in the little trailer next door. Uh, we're going to need some volunteers. If you want to help with that, we're going to sort through things, get things organized so that on Saturday, you can, you can come in. You can come in and bring a friend from 10 to 2 if you have some friends that need some help. The goal is this. We're going to clean out our stuff just like an Acts 2 church, and we're going to make sure that our church has what they need and that people that we're surrounded with have what they need, and we're going to make sure we do that. And that came about from Nikki and, and Sarah. I guess they were cleaning your closet. That should not spark a transformation in a church. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but so good. So, so look, go through your stuff. You got, a, you got this week. Go through your stuff. Come by. If you want to get rid of some stuff, donate it here. We're going to make sure it goes out uh, to people uh, that want that look. And if you just like looking at different the stuff, it's kind of like garage sale. You just don't have to pay anything. Just come on in and get some stuff. That is good stuff. So we're excited about what God wants to do through that. And if you want to volunteer, you can call the church. We'll get you Nikki's information. I'm just not going to throw it out online. You know, you're... Your insurance has been due so long, and you know, you know, all the warranties on your car have probably expired numerous times. So make sure you don't get any more of that. Um, <laughs> some other stuff coming up next Sunday. Plan for this next Sunday. I would love to see you here after church. Uh, we're going to do a spiritual gift and a, uh, a personality profile test next Sunday after church. So just stay. So we're going to have food here. It's part of this. Remember, I'm going through a series on the vision, and, and we're really talking about everything that we would usually do in our next steps class, which is an assimilation process. And we've been walking through that. Uh, and part of that is to learn your spiritual gift and learn how God wants to use you, how he designed you and what he designed you for. So next Sunday after church, just hang out. Uh, we're going to have some food. If you, want, if you want to learn that, you might have done it and said, no, I, I know all my spiritual gift tests. I did it years ago. Well, they change. God will advance you. Okay, he will continue to use you and reveal things to you. So please stay uh, next Sunday, uh, and we're going to go through that together as a church. All right. Whew, I think I've got a lot of the announcements. I think one last thing, if I could have the Purdue's come on up here. That would be all of them if we can. If not, that's fine. We'll take the ones we have. 
We're going to try to round all the babies up. Jules, you want to come up here, baby? That's right. We're going to get, hey, this is it. This is how it works. This is how it works. Man, so good, so good. We're going to get them all up here. They have about 12, so give it a, give it a second. I see people running around the church. Um, yeah, well, what we're really doing today is we're, we're just trying to, uh, you know, we, we want to give out prizes for people that bring the most people to church. <laughs> they figured it out. That's how you do it. We want to definitely honor them. Are they coming? I think I see some babies coming. I see, well, not a baby. He's coming. Bryant's running up here. <laughs> Come on. And I think I saw Jazzy go get the other ones, but... Um, there's my baby. So anyway, we're we're bringing the babies up, and when they get here, we'll have them. Oh, come! You said I was supposed to come here. Sure, you want to come up here? I, I thought that's what you said. <laughs> you got something to say, Ron? I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, you're good, Ron. You can say something, brother. That's Elder Ron. He always tries to get me off the stage and take the mic. <laughs> <laughs> here they come. Come on. Like I said, we we got the group here. Yes, come on in. Like I said, they're building the church. Y'all, y'all just aren't working hard enough. They, they figured this out right here. So, so come on, what a family. Oh, man, come on, yes. Everybody wave to everybody. Come on, wave to everybody. No, she's not going to wave to everybody. Well, whew, so if, if you didn't know, last week we got to celebrate a great moment in our church, which was two years. So if you, if you missed it last week, uh, it was our two-year anniversary as being pastors of Destiny. And, man, we were fired up, and we were excited, and we thank everybody for everything um, from last week <laughs> and everything they did. Uh, and what you need to know is that, that about, uh, well, not two years, but pretty close. It was probably June of last year, or not last year, June of two years ago. <laughs> Um, that uh, when God started moving, he made some leadership changes in the church. We just allowed God to move. And one of the things that, that God really wanted to move in was our worship, was our worship. He said, you know what, it's time to worship. And uh, he brought some phenomenal leaders for that. They were already in the church, but he said, you know what, I'm going to raise them up. Um, so Sarah and Brandon, they, they're the worship pastors at Destiny, and they were brought up uh, in Destiny. So two years ago, they took over, and it was not easy because they had, we had to change a culture of worship. You know, but when you have a love for God and you want to start shifting things, it takes the right leaders in the right place at the right time to do that. Uh, and, and you guys have done a phenomenal job. Absolutely love you. See, I was... <laughs> and see, what you see is Sarah on stage. What you don't see is this half, which is where Brandon is making sure that Sarah can do everything she needs to do to lead the team and to, and to lead us. So Brandon has taken on a huge role um, as Papa and Daddy and, and all other kinds of things. So um, with, with this, they just had the new one. So she's so beautiful. And uh, so she just came back. So they've been on. A lot of you might not even know them if you hadn't seen them before. It's because that she was on maternity leave with the baby. And uh, But they came back, and we had, we've had a great talk. And we know God's moving in a mighty way. So we've had a great conversation. And God is telling telling Sarah that it's time to relinquish her role in the church as the worship pastor. Not that they're leaving the church. They love our church. Look at they're, they're building our church. But she has to be a mama. 
She has to be a, a, a wife. She has to do, and if you understand priorities in our life, we always put God first, but God and church are two different things. Okay, so, yeah. So what she had to do was, was come in and do something really hard, which was, which was say, hey, look, I want to turn this back over because this has been her baby for, for about two years. Okay, and she's been working hard at this, and, and God has been moving in a mighty way, but you have set a foundation you, you have cemented in a foundation of worship that is going to be amazing because of what you did so diligently with, well, with five kids. <laughs> but we do understand, and what I, we just wanted to honor them today and bring them up and let you know how much we love them for everything they have done for the church and the sacrifices they have made. Um, so, yeah, oh, yeah, so we got you this. Something small, but we did want to give you guys just something that you can have as, as a small token from, from us with, you know, it has your, your scripture verse on there. That was, that was ninja work right there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> but, um, but, um, but yes, so we love them. We want to honor them. And we just really wanted you to know uh, what they're doing. So she's going to be worshiping still when she can have the time. But, but this is going to release Brandon to do what Brandon's called to do also. So this is so good. So what you're seeing is how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to, there are seasons for everything, but you have to prioritize things in your life. And if you allow, if you allow the church to take over your life, then something's wrong. Okay, so we're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to honor them. We love them. Uh, we just wanted to, 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 to let the whole world know what's going on because it's just an honor to be, honor to be with y'all. And it's been an honor to serve you and, and serve with your family. And you can see them all growing. Come on, they've got the prayer warriors. They've got the everything. These, these are worshipers. And, and we pray that, that God is, is going to do something mighty in this next season with y'all because I already see it happening. So we thank you for that. And we just love you guys. So, so one more round of applause for them please did you want to say anything <laughs> hang on let me grab a mic hey <laughs> no I just want to say thank you to DJ and Julie because you know <laughs> I've always been a worshiper, you know, and that's my heart. But I had never led a, a musical team, and I didn't know all their fancy music lingo or anything like that. Um, if you know music, you'll know that uh, A flat is on the paper A B, right? And I'd be like, play that in the key of A B, and they're like, what? Anyway. I had to grow and learn a lot, and our team, I just love you all so much. You were, you've been so patient with me and to trust me to lead you and to just go with us on this journey. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, and God's going to continue to pour out on our worship team. The best is yet to come, and I'm just excited, and just thank you, DJ and Julie, because that was a big deal. Like, I'm still so humbled and honored and speechless that God saw that I would be the person fit to do this and that he listened and took that leap of faith. And so just thank you for believing in me, for trusting me, and for allowing me the freedom and authority to move forward um, in the way that, that God was leading. And so I'll be forever grateful to you guys. Love you so much. One more time. All right. Woo. All right. Enough tears today. Come on. We love you guys. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> with all the babies. We'll see you guys later, okay? You guys want to walk this way? Come on. You guys thought my sermons were long before. You got it? The independent one. <laughs> Woo, come on. All right. <sighs> I told you I was going to make it through this. Um, we planned this, uh, this whole thing way ahead of time, so I was really prepared with my message today. Um, so you guys won't have to sit here that much longer for a little bit but you know here here's one thing here's what I love is that when when you're in a church and uh and there's always and that's not a goodbye but it's just kind of like a like a time to step down and move on to the next season and everybody goes oh man what's going on well there's always something good so here here's what I want to do we we have a new member in the church um, so, so what I want to do is honor a new member. And this is how we do it in our church. If you're a new member, we take pictures of you and we put them on the screen. And then this way we can talk about you and see how, see how awesome that is. <laughs> so, so I, I want to introduce you to a, a new member of our church um, that, that's, that's, that'll be coming to our church soon. Holly, do we have that? So, so this here, um, this is baby Lawler. <laughs> So that that so my daughter and her husband uh, so we're gonna be grandparents and we're kind of really really excited about that one. She she has made me hold on to this for a really long time now. In fact, she almost made me hold on to it this morning. But oops, sorry, just build it. But we're gonna be praying for you and and everything. It's gonna be great. Look, I know God has His hands all over this. So continue to pray for them and and we can't wait to have. Uh, baby Lawler in the house and, and, and part of our team and part of what we do. I know you guys live far away, but it's still, sorry. Born into the family. That's how we do that. Building the church. Building the church. But, uh, but wow. So we're excited. So, so keep praying for us. I can't wait. Anybody wants to come to my house and help me build this huge playground I'm building? Come on over. Uh, I'm sure y'all are ready for the word. So let's pray and let's ask God to come on in and move uh, continue to move in this house. So, Father, we love you. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you so much. We just love you so much, Lord. We thank you for your grace, your mercy in our life. Father, we just thank you for your love and the fact that you won't leave us alone. Father, I, th- I thank you that you're not leaving us alone today, Lord. Hmm. So, Father, we seek your face. Father, fill my heart. Hmm. Let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I do want to say one more thank you for last week. What an honor it was. And we thank everybody for the gifts and the blessings and the phone calls and the cards. And uh, we, we will, you know, we hope to send everything out. But if you don't get something, then I thank you uh, for everything that you guys did uh, to honor us. It is an honor to serve as your pastor. Uh, my wife and I, we are just blown away uh, about what God's allowing things to happen So and how he's doing it. So we love you guys. But we have been in this series called One. Uh, one is all about unity. So we've been in this uh, this unity series now for quite a bit. We started it uh, in the beginning of January. <laughs> so so we're about halfway through. 
which is good. But uh, God keeps moving in this. And we started off talking about a oneness with God and what that looks like in you. So it all starts with you being one with him. So, so we talked about that. Then we tied it into oneness in relationships. We talked about marriage. We talked about dating. We talked about all that stuff. And then we said, now we need to have unity in the church. So we broke it down and started talking about unity in a church and what that looks like when it, when it comes to the church family and what it looks like uh, as a whole. And through that, we are now in part three of the unity in the church. And that's kind of where we're picking it up today. So if you have your Bibles, you can go to our verse. It's going to be 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and 10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. And I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. I know they have the NLT up on the board, but I'm going to read out of the Passion. And it says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree to live in unity with one another and put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent choreography among yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. So this is all about, this is the verse that I say my go-to verse. This is the verse I was reading when he just started downloading everything about unity in the church and, and, and what we talk about when we get there. And it says, this is what I love about it. It says, I urge you um, to agree to live in unity with one another. So we have to make a decision as people to agree, right, to, to live in unity with each other. It is a decision. Like you get to say, I want to or I don't want to. So it's totally, totally up to us. So, and the only thing stopping you from living in unity with everybody else is you. And that's hard to take sometimes because we live in a world where we want to point fingers at everybody else. But the only thing that stops you from living in unity with anybody else is you. Because you can forgive and you can move forward and you can press on. And you can surrender to God. You can control what you can, can control. But we get so caught up in everything else with everybody else that we forget. We forget what we actually control. So, so we have to choose him over everything, his face over everything. And that's hard. But when you surrender to him and when you look him in the eyes and you see his face and, and you, you say, you know what, God, I want all of you and nothing else. Everything else doesn't matter. And you allow him to determine everything in your life. You allow him to create unity. You allow him to teach you to love. So unity is just oneness of mind. It's, it's a feeling. It's, it's being in harmony. It's being in agreement. We have to be on the same page with the same information. And it says, put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. Here you see, you know, Paul's talking to the church of Corinth here, and, and Paul is pleading with the church. Because they're falling apart because they don't know who to follow and what to follow and, and, and all these things. And he says, I need unity. And he says, put to rest any division that attempts to tear you apart. You have to put it to rest. Get rid of the division, right? And then once you do that, it says, be restored. It says, be fully equipped with the information, with the gifts, with everything God gives you to move forward in unity and understanding. And part of that is a vision. Part of that is understanding the vision of a church. So we need to choose to live in unity. We need to choose to pick Jesus over everything else. We need to choose to love him and to love like him and to walk like him. And we need to stop division and be restored. 
So that's where God's taken us as we walk through this. As we said, he showed me this because he said, we're dealing with big issues in the church, but a lot of it, you know, we don't have the same issues that a lot of churches have, but we, the issue, the biggest issue in a church that causes division is lack of vision. So the biggest part of division is lack of vision. So I want to make sure we, we want to jump back into the vision of the church, and that's what we've been going through because we want everybody on the same page. We have a lot of new families showing up, and we have people that hadn't been here in a long time, so we want to make sure everybody's on the same page, and we need to be in perfect harmony as we discuss the vision. Because Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, where there is lack of vision, people perish. Right? So we have to have the same vision. So we've been in this for weeks, and, and I want to share where, where God's taken us. I'm just going to, like I talked before, this is part of our next step. So what that means is that we have a, a process. It's an assimilation process, if you understand church. Uh, other than that, it's just getting to know about the church. That's what it is. And it's a next step class. We used to do it every single Sunday, four-week class. We haven't done it in a bit, and we rewrote it. So what I'm doing is introducing it to the church all at once. So by the time I get done with this, guess what? Y'all went through the class. You won't have to spend four weeks going through it. Well, you'll have you fill out a connect card, give us your information. You're going through the class. Then you get to choose at that point whether you want to call Destiny home or not. That's going to be completely up to you. Um, but that's part of that. So, um, so I want to talk about the vision of the church. So, so here's the vision of the church. This is what God says. Destiny Church is supposed to be this. It's supposed to be a place of unrelenting love with freedom in the Holy Spirit to worship, pray, and live beyond our own potential. Where God's will, not man's, is done and his infallible word is absolute. Where a multicultural body of believers unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church and throughout the kingdom. Where reaching the lost and making disciples are priorities and no generation is overlooked or underutilized. Our outreach for church, church goes beyond the walls of the church. Our outreach for Christ goes beyond the walls of the church, the lines of the city, and the borders of the nation. Come on, that's what God called you to. That's what God has positioned you for. That's why you're here. Because you believe that, you understand that, and that's part of the vision of the church, so that's where we're going. And that's where we're going to see God move the most. So today we're going to focus on the part three of that, which is where a multicultural body of believers unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church and throughout the kingdom. Throughout the kingdom. So I love this. It starts talking about a multicultural body of believers. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you can go to a lot of churches. But, but our church is different. Our church is different. Like from anywhere, it starts at the staff all the way down. It starts from the boards all the way down. We are a multicultural, diverse church, and I love it. I love it because this is what heaven's going to look like. So, so, so you need to understand that. You need to understand that it doesn't, nothing else matters other than the fact that, that we are of his blood and we look like him. <laughs> we are in his image. So come on, we're supposed to love, and that's what it's about. So at Destiny, you're going to feel love no matter what. Doesn't matter how much money you make, how much money you give. Doesn't matter what your past is like. It doesn't matter what you're in currently. You're going to be loved no matter what because God loves us. And that's what he put on our heart is to love people. And that's what we're going to do as a church. So when I have other churches come up and go, hey, we like your church. We like what we see. How do we get that? I want to say, really? <laughs> but what I tell them is just love people. And when you love people and they don't feel judged when they walk in the door, what happens is, is it just kind of everything starts to gravitate towards that. Okay, it, it's just natural. So when you love people, good things happen. So there's no special formula to it. Okay, we're going to love the way the Father loves, and that's it. So, so that's the number one thing. 
But in the past week, I want to share this because we had a privilege to meet and spend time with a friend of ours, uh, Mateo Mendez. Um, if you've been in a church a long time, you, you would know who he is, but he's an individual that I met years ago, uh, good friends of pastor. He was actually Pastor Rick, who was the old senior pastor here. It was his youth pastor. Okay, so, uh, but we've always stayed in contact. Every year we sit down, we have some food together. Uh, he lives in Virginia, and he, he is the... Uh, uh, he runs an organization called Kingdom Footprint. And what they do is they connect pastors all over the world. So missionary pastors uh, to, to pastors. They build relationships with pastors. And he called me because he knows us. And we sat down with him, but he said, hey, I want to introduce you to a whole group of people. He goes, I'm bringing 26 pastors from different denominations. Nobody looks the same. They're all different. They don't even know each other. We're throwing them on a bus from Virginia. We're driving them through South Carolina into Montgomery. And he goes, I really want you to come meet him. So we brought our staff, the ones that could go, and we went to meet him because we're different. You know, and I got to talk to several of the pastors and share what God's doing. And, and, and what we have is different. You need to understand that, that, that this is so good. And he thought it was that important that we be surrounded with that because he wanted to see, you know, the, the questions they ask. And how do you do this? This is like... Uh, it's just not normal. You don't. You would think it's normal because you're here, <laughs> but it's not. Uh, but in that, they, what they're doing is they're. It's called uh, the name of their organization that they did this whole thing. This was sponsored by Liberty University. So most of the, I think, all these senior pastors went through Liberty. They're all senior pastors, and they just took time away and came down. And it's called One Blood, One Race. And they said, we're going to take them. And, and the best way to, to move a body, the best way to communicate is to understand, is to not only educate but experience. So they took them through everything, and they took us through Montgomery. And we went down into Montgomery, and we looked at everything that's ever happened in Montgomery. And I'm telling you, it's an eye-opening experience when you can understand everything that's happened in this area. And when you understand that, you understand how important it is that we're right here, how important it is that we are at a, a three-city pinnacle point. <laughs> pinnacle point Miss Judith that, that, that we are here because it is there are some strong demonic forces in this area from stuff that had happened years ago that that, that we are going to be the covering over that we're going to be the ones that break that free we're going to be the ones that 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 start to to shine where there's darkness okay and I believe that's what God's speaking over us as a church but it starts right here it starts in this family people want to know they just have to experience it they have to come out and experience what God's doing so we got to spend some time with them and to do life with them that's how important it is it's not just people here there's people all over the place that recognize what's going on and that's huge you know all you see is is the people sitting here you don't see all the ones watching online and 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 the people that haven't been back to church yet and you know Right now, there's, there's over 400 people still in our church that, that, that you don't get to see all the time. We get to see them because they come in randomly. <laughs> so we see some of the ones that are here every week, but we get to see all the other ones trickle in and be part of the family. But Galatians 3, 26 through 28 says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And that's how he sees us. We are all brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers in Christ through him. You can't do it without him. The world is trying and it's not working. So it's so important that you understand that through him, through his blood, this is possible. Hmm. 
I love that. And it says that, that for you're baptized into Christ, have clothed, clothed yourself with him. Which means we're all wearing the same uniform. We're all clothed in his righteousness. So we wear that same uniform. So what's normal to us is because we're doing this together. There's other churches that don't get to see that. It looks like people have different uniforms on. Not us. We're going to be a church of one uniform because we're clothed with him. We're going to walk out everything with him. We're going to let him lead us and guide us. We're going to treat each other with love and respect and care for one another as a family. That's the vision of Destiny Church. Hmm. So Mark 12, 28 through 31. And this is how we do it. It's all through his love. And that's why we've heard this verse a million times, but I love it. This is who we are. Our culture at Destiny is love. It says Mark, 20, or Mark 12, 28 through 31 says, One of the teachers of the law came and heard, him, heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So we're going to love him, and then we're going to love everybody else. So our culture is love. That's what you feel when you walk in here. That's what you feel when we take this outside the walls. That's what you feel when you're in Walmart and you walk by somebody that, that goes to destiny and they give you a hug and they love on you. It's a culture. This is what God has designed us for. Hmm. Here's the thing. And when your heart's so full of his love, there is zero room for prejudice. Zero room for it. You, you can't have an ounce of hate in your body if you're filled up with his love. Not an ounce. And if you struggle with that, look, you can, you can seek him. Give it to him. He'll fix you. He'll fix you in a heartbeat. But you got to surrender it to him. Mm. That's why our purpose at Destiny, the purpose of, of, of what we do, why we exist is to love God, love people, and live your destiny. You got to do the first two first. <laughs> love God, love people. And then God will use you in a mighty way if you just say yes. And you'll live out the destiny he has for you. So that's the first thing. That's the first part of it. The second thing we do is we unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church. Unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church. What's that mean? <laughs> means means as a church, we're going to do life together. That we're a family. We're a family. Even if it means we've got to get competitive over some board games, Pam. Who would have who thought? I love the fact that our church meets all the time. I love the fact that our doors are always open. I love the fact that we have small groups going all the time where you can just come and get plugged in. It doesn't matter who you are. We had, uh, where's, where's Tommy and Barbara? You guys had some guy just come by. Where is he? Is, is he here? Where? Terrence. I remember Terrence. I got to meet him this, this Friday. He showed up at the church. Heard about Destiny. Showed up and went right to their small group. They got to love on him for like four hours. <laughs> But they had some good food in there. So, and it's just people that ran. We, you know how many people, got, you guys remember Don? Don found us because guess what? We loved on Don. And now he is gone, so pray for him. He went up, he moved on to his final, you know, he's going up, not final destination. <laughs> Lord, help me. He's moving on to where his GPS was supposed to take him in the first place, which was like Wisconsin, I think, up there, Wisconsin. 
Um, so he told me to say thank you to everybody because it's been an honor. And he says he's never felt family like this before. And that's somebody who has no family. And he was like, man, I just felt, he goes, I, hopefully uh, if I come back down through this way, he goes, I'm definitely stopping back in to be with us and, and we'll reach out to him. But that's what it is. That's what you feel when you come in here is that love that it doesn't matter what's going on. We're just going to love you. We're going to meet all the time and we're going to be available. You know, this is kind of like, uh, reminds me of the, the show Cheers. Anybody remember this? Whew, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Norm would walk in. Norm, that's how it is sometimes. You walk into these small groups and, and everybody knows you. And that's how you get known in the church too. It's funny if you start serving and get plugged in and you join a small group. Next thing you know, you know everybody. Okay, and it just becomes one big family. But we, I believe in an Acts 2 church. So Acts 2, 44 through 47. Acts 2, 44 through 47. It says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had a need. That's what we're doing this weekend. That's, that's why we're bringing stuff to the church so we can turn in our possessions so other people that have a need can swap that out and take what they need. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Come on, we are, we are going to gather. We will gather. This, this, this year has been rough on some people because they're used to gathering all the time. But guess what? We never stopped. We stopped for the small moment that they said, you need to shut your doors. And we obeyed that, and then we opened back up when they said we could. And we gather. We get together. We're meeting all the time in houses and, and homes, and we're meeting in, in the church. We're meeting all over the place in restaurants. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You know, there is nothing like breaking bread in somebody's house. There is so much relationship that happens over a meal, that happens over a, a cooked meal, that where, where you got to get to know people outside the church. You want to get to know somebody, know somebody, go to their house. Go hang out with them for a little bit. There's a lot of people that won't come up here for prayer, but when you get involved with somebody, when you get into a relation with people, relationship with people, man, you can sit around the table and you just start telling your story. And next thing you know, you're praying for each other. Next thing you know, you're lifting each other up. You know, our, our little motto to this is you can't do life alone because you can't. You can try to do life alone, but it doesn't work. doesn't work. So, and they're praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, when you did all these things, when you gathered, when you, when you, when you ate together, when you prayed together, when you worshiped together, when you met in the temple courts, God just sent people. And he says, you need this. We, we need families. We need relationships in our life. And he just sent people. That's how it works. Now, people will tell you there's processes for everything, but this is the best process ever. It says, every day they continue to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in the homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily. There you go. They didn't need gimmicks. They didn't need fancy movies. They didn't need to jump up and down and run out in the streets. They loved people. They came together as a family. And the Lord added to the number. Because we're not going to chase numbers. I think one thing that I didn't understand when I came to the church, 50, I don't know how many years ago, not 15, was 11. When I started um, working at the church, which was probably like eight years ago, 
think, seven, eight years, seven years ago. I don't know, something like that. I just remember going in, and, and it was, well, where, what are the numbers? I'm like, numbers for what? How many people showed up? Who cares? <laughs> I didn't understand any of that stuff. I'm like, I don't care about numbers, man. I said, it's about life change. Like, what, what happened in church? So I'm not a number chaser, so I'm not going to chase numbers. I just believe that we're going we're to chase relationship. And when you chase relationship, everything else happens. Okay, so, so that's just how it is. So all believers will come together that way. I love the fact that, that our yard of blessing is happening. Uh, and I love that we get to do that, and I'm excited about that. Um, man. So we do this. We do this with our small groups, and that's what's so important about this. If you're not part of a small group, look on the app, look online, find a group for you, and get connected. Because, man, we're having a good time. I wish I could show you all the stuff that's happening. We need to get a video together. If you take pictures at your small groups, get, get them to us so I can show everybody what they're missing out on. And it's not just fun, man. It is, it is doing life. It's praying for people. It's, it's walking through things. It's teaching. It's, it, it, is, it is good stuff. So, so we need to get you plugged in. Why? Because Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You can come in here and hear this all day, but if you're not plugged in with somebody that you can do life with, that you can honestly speak to and communicate with and talk about things going on in your life, that's how, that's how you sharpen the iron. That's how it happens. Okay, you have to be open and honest. You do that through relationships. You do that through, through building a relationship with somebody because you've got to build up trust. But you do that in, a, you know, in small groups. So lives are changed in small groups and in relationships. We're going to fellowship together. We're going to have a good time. I'm just bumping through this stuff because I know. I think Will said I have 24 pages of notes today. But here's the thing. Why, why do we do it this way? Because, you know, we can come in here and talk about church. We can come in here and talk about the Bible. But, but telling somebody how to live a Christian life, telling somebody what that looks like and showing them are two different things. Walking beside somebody when they're going through trouble and praying with them and loving on them is totally different than saying, I'm praying for you. Okay, it's, it's coming beside people and building relationships. And when you do that, it opens the doors. So James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It says, do that to each other. So, so you don't have to wait till Sunday to come up here in, in the prayer and, and tell the pastor all your sins. And find somebody that you're doing life with and say, Brother, I need not just accountability. I want a relationship. I want a relationship. I need to be able to share what I'm going through, but I want someone to pray for me right now. I want to trust somebody. And that's what you need to do in our, in our families, in our small groups. This is how we do it. So, and prayer is powerful, so let us pray for you. Let, let's do that. Um, so not only are we going to unite within the church, we're going to unite um, throughout the kingdom. And this is what's big, is that, is that, that we're going to unite as a church. Like I said, Christ-centered relationships in the church, small groups, serving teams, all that stuff is how you do it within the church. Okay, but we're also going to do it throughout the kingdom, which means we're going to unite with other churches. Okay, we, we do, we're going to do life outside these walls with other churches. Because why? Because we're a kingdom-minded church. There's no competition with all these other churches. Okay, none of that. Okay, we all serve the same God. He is king. We're going to worship him. Okay, now I believe that, that we're going to come alongside churches and we're going to do things with other churches. Then there's going to be churches that God says, I need you to be in relationship with them. 
Okay, so not every church. We're not, we're not going to meet eye to eye with every church. That's the cool part is we're all different. All these churches are different. So we're not supposed to come alongside a church to change the way a church does things. Okay, we're going to come alongside them to do life and, and, to, and to, to, to do whatever it is we're going to do. Sometimes it's going to be an event. Sometimes we're going to be worshiping together, praying together. You've seen it up here this whole time. You know, uh, crown with glory. Uh, um, Brother Ken plays keys. His son plays drums for us. And they'll come in on a Sunday. They'll do this, and then they'll walk back to their church, and they, their church starts at 11. So he'll come in and worship with us or at 12, I think, because we're usually not done by 11 with worship. So, you know, he gets back there. You know, you got remnant church. You had just last week, Pastor Peter and his church and his family was in here worshiping with us, right? House of prayer, Brother Jay, uh, Pastor Jay and Pastor D, house of prayer. That's our family, a family that we pushed out and we helped them start a church in Montgomery. They've been in here before. We're doing life with them every day. David White, gathering place up in, uh, in Clanton, doing life with them. Okay, we're praying together. This is the thing that you don't see behind the scenes, the churches that have come together. So, Judas, when you're saying, and I know you didn't know any of this, but when these churches come together, these are a bunch of churches coming together so we can do life together as leaders and as churches. Great Oaks, you know, Pastor Jason at Great Oaks, we've done numerous events with them. Like I said, and God's going to do this, but the biggest issue with churches is it's always about they're scared of losing their people. They're scared of not getting the, the accolades they need and all that other stuff. Okay, the real problem with, with not, not church, I'm not trying to classify every church, but I'm saying you will find churches that are so concerned about production, they forgot about passion. They're chasing numbers instead of chasing him. And we're not going to do that. We're going to seek him first. He's our first passion. He's our first love. And when we seek him, everything else will take care of it. Take care of itself. I'll get more into that. I got a good message on that one. here's the thing they're all churches they're all churches of god for god and they're all reaching people which is awesome because that's how we share the gospel that's how we get it out there there's going to be churches that can reach people we can't reach okay so we're not against churches we want to do life with other churches i I just believe there's going to be some churches we do we get closer with and other ones that we're going to help out and we're going to be part of we're not going to deny any of them okay we want to do life with them all and I love this verse in Ephesians 4.16. It says, From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And I shared this before. This is powerful. When you start looking at churches as a ligament, when you start looking at the body and how the body works, just look at your body. The bones are held together by ligaments. And every ligament is a different size, a different shape, does different things. See, that's how the body's created. So we're not supposed to look the same. We're not supposed to do the same thing. Okay, because the ligament in my finger is not going to do what the ligament in my ankle is going to do. But we're all going to move the body forward. So when we start looking as a church as a whole, let's look at the big church. The big church, his church. Every church is a ligament. Every church has its own purpose and its own process to make things happen. And we're going to move the body of Christ forward because we're a kingdom-minded church. We're just going to look different than everybody else. But that's okay. That's how God designed us. That's the good part about it. And a ligament, for the people that don't know that, is a fibrous connective tissue which attaches bone to bone. 
keeps things together, keeps them stable. Make sure that the bones in the joint don't twist too much or move too far apart or become dislocated. So our church is a ligament to the whole body, but you, you are a ligament to this church. Hmm. You are a ligament that helps this church and this body move forward because you bring something special. We're all different. We all have a different bond. We all have something completely different that nobody else can offer. Each one of us is a ligament in this body to move this church forward. You ever dislocate something? Sprain an ankle? I'll tell you, I'm... I messed up my ankle pretty bad once playing football, and I wish it was a glorious story of the olden days. But it was an olden guy playing in the glorious days. Whatever I did, I messed it up. I fell in a hole. Is that what I did? I don't tell my stories. I was scoring a touchdown. (laughs) But here's the thing. I messed my ankle up so bad. You know, when you sprain an ankle, all you do is you stretch the ligament. So you stretch that ligament when you sprain an ankle. I was in a boot for, or a hard cast for like six weeks, and then I was in a boot, and then I had to go through therapy, and it was six months before I could even walk right. Before I could even walk right. See, the ligaments, when they get stretched out, that's what it means, that ankle sprain, the ligament gets stretched. When I was reading up on ligaments, I'm not a doctor, so I had to read this stuff says if ligaments are stretched further than they're meant to be this leads to an ankle sprain sprains are injuries to ligaments right and the majority of sprains occur with the ligament found on the outer portion of the ankle so as ligaments we can get stretched we can get injured we can get tore we can get hurt when we're on the outside of the body does that make sense So the closer you are, the closer we're tied together, the stronger we are as a unit. So the injuries don't come from the the ligaments that are tied in close. They come from the stuff that's on the outside. So as a body, we need to stay together. We need to stay in relationships. See, the closer we are, the less strain we have on it. The more distance we put between ourselves, the better chance we have of a strain, of a sprain, of a tug, of a tear. And some of you have been dislocated. Some of you have been torn. Some of you have been torn deeply in a church. And you felt that. You felt the hurt. You felt the pain. And it takes a long time to get back. Well, when you tear, when you tear a ligament, when, when you actually tear a ligament, the only way to get it to heal is to reconnect it. Hmm. So if you have a torn ligament, you need to get reconnected. If you've been through pain from a previous church, from a previous relationship, the only way to fix it is to get reconnected. You can't stay on the outside and expect it to heal. It's a surgery, and it can be painful. But man, you can get reconnected. And when you reconnect, there's going to be a healing. And sometimes they say the healing is even stronger than the original. So sometimes we're going to go through some stuff in our lives. And you might have gone through stuff in another church. You might have gone through some stuff like that that has hurt you, that has caused some strain on you. <laughs> and God's saying, I need you to connect that. I need you, I need you to, to, guess what, get reconnected. I need you to have a surgery right now and trust 
Trust in him that he wants to do something even better in you if you just give him a chance to heal it. So there's a lot of people that are sitting in this church, sitting online, and you hadn't got plugged in, you hadn't done anything. You've been watching for a long time. And it's because of the hurt you experienced somewhere else. (laughs) And God's saying, look, you're going to remain hurt if you don't get reconnected. So get reconnected if you want to heal. Then you keep reading, and and this is something I came about. It says, uh, runners must be aware. Where's Brandon at? Okay, probably true. There's my guy right there. Runners must be aware of the surfaces they're running on. Uneven surfaces aren't safe to run on especially if individuals aren't wearing protective gear like shoes that prevent their feet and ankles from rolling. So what kind of surface are you running on? Because if it's a wavering surface, we talked about this, you can't be of of the world and of God. (laughs) So you got to watch what surface you're running on. Because if you're running on a wavering surface, guess what? You're going to sprain your ankle and it's going to hurt. You need to get on a solid ground. You need to figure out a way to stay connected with him and get on a solid ground. And sometimes you got to put the right gear on. We talked about the armor of God for a long time. Okay, you got to make sure you're, you're set to run that race. Okay, and watch where you're going. It says individuals should always pay attention to the ground below their feet as they run, regardless of how level the surface is. Man, I'll tell you, if you take your focus off him, sometimes you'll trip and fall, and it's going to hurt. And you might blame it on the people around you. Okay, but you just need to surrender back to him, let him reconnect that tissue and get you back involved and let him do what only he can do which is heal you so we're getting reconnected i believe this is out for all the churches we've been in a uh, a time where churches couldn't meet where we couldn't come together and i believe this is that word to saying it's time to get reconnected as churches there's time to be a healing amongst churches it's time to come together as churches and move forward stronger than we were before because we were trying to do it alone before where these churches are trying to do it by themselves and god's saying if you come together it's a whole lot stronger. So let's get reconnected and join together. So it's painful. I believe it's painful to God when churches aren't united. I think he sees his body. I think of him running the race and all these churches aren't, dis- aren't connected so all his ligaments are sore and torn and stretched. It's painful. He goes, I didn't create our churches for that. I created our churches to run together to move the body in the right speed at the right time in the right place. man so we need to do it together 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 14 says just as a body though one has many parts but all its many parts form one body so it is with Christ for we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles slave or free and we are all given the one spirit to drink even so the body is not made up of one part but of many so when we come together, we're going to do a whole lot more. And we're going to start sharing the gospel a whole lot more when we can come together as a church, as church is. But for us, when we can decide that we can lock in and we can start doing life together, it's going to move this church in the right direction. Okay, so, so, so we've got to do that together as a family. And God loves that. Psalm 133, 1, it says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. He wants us living in unity. He wants us doing this Hmm. so we each all 
each one of us, so we all have gifts, and this is why I want to do that gift test, because it's important, because I want you to understand what God's doing in your life. I want you to understand why God made you the way he made you. That's why it's so important. Do the spiritual gift test. Understand your personality. Understand how all that works together so we can talk to you about actually getting you moving in the right direction because your ligament's got to be in the right part of the body or it's not going to work right. So, so that's what we're going to do. So that's what we usually do in Next Steps. So next week we're going to take that test. Uh, you're going to get some information from that, and then we're going to try to help you uh, decide where you, not just in our church but anywhere. Like God, God has a purpose and plan in your life, and if we submit to that and we actually let him do what he wants to do in our life, it's amazing. And you can start walking and, and, and allowing his glory to move you from, from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Well, we got to submit to him. So, so that's what it's all about. That's what our thing is next week. Um, so make sure you're here for that. And uh, you just, we just need to see where and how God wants us to help move the gospel. That's it. And we're going to do it as, as a team. We're going to do it as churches coming together. God planted you here. Don't forget that. God brought you here for a reason. He wouldn't have brought you in the door. You just have to make a decision. You have to choose to walk in unity. You have to choose to follow the vision. You have to make that choice to say, this is my home. And then we get to do this together. We get to move the gospel together. We get to to do life together. We get to establish relationship together. Because that's what a church is all about. Because Destiny Church is a place of unrelenting love with freedom in the Holy Spirit to worship, to pray, and live beyond our own potential. Where God's will, not man's, is done. And his infallible word is absolute. And we're a multicultural body of believers unite through Christ-centered relationships within our church and throughout the kingdom. And we'll pick up the vision next week. You guys good? Amen. You guys get something out of today? Come on. I know it was a busy day. Um, That's your head nod, Chuck. Sorry. I told him I'd give him a head nod when I was ready. Um, But here's the thing. You know, we need to... Uh, we need to come together as a church and it starts with prayer so I want to pray with everybody today I want to give you an opportunity uh, to pray today and I want to pray for you today so let's just bow our heads and let's let the Holy Spirit just move one more time so Father we thank you we thank you for the word today Father we thank you for the lives in here we thank you just for what you're doing not only in our church but Father throughout this region, through the other churches in this region, God, throughout the, the churches that, that, are, that are in this country, trying to seek to do better, to do more, to get connected, Father God, with other churches. So we ask you to touch each and every one of them. And Father, I, I ask you to touch each heart in this room. Father, you know what's on their heart, what's on their mind, and maybe it's something, uh, a hurt that they've been through, God. Maybe they've, they've stretched a ligament. Maybe, maybe they've been hurt. Maybe they have a tear. Whatever it might be, God, I ask you to touch their heart today. Wrap your arms around them. Love on them, Father God. We, ask, we declare a healing in their heart right now, Lord. Father, we pray for unity. We pray for unity with all the churches. But Father, we definitely pray for unity in our church, Lord. Father, we definitely want to walk together in relationship as a family, Lord. So we ask you to bless that and guide that. Lord, if there's anybody in here that, that is struggling with that bit of unity, Father, I ask... I ask you to release that, to, Father, cover them with your love right now. Father, to fill up their heart with you. Father, those people that are looking to get connected in a small group, God, give them that ability to find out where those groups are, God. Give give them that that want to actually research that and go get connected, God. I ask you to remove any bit of fear from, from drawing close to other people again. 
So God, direct us and guide us to what you want us to do. Bring us together as a family. Reunite us, God. Heal us. Bring us together as a body, Lord. So Father, I ask you to touch each and every person in here. Father, we just surrender to you. We want your will to be done in this house and in our homes and in our schools and our churches and our country, God, and our world. So, Father, we just surrender to you. Have your will, have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I also believe that I want to pray for those that need to know who he is because that's the first step. That's the most important part. I started off by saying we started talking about oneness, which was oneness with him. Oneness with him. It's developing a relationship with a father that loves you no matter what. Loves you. And this is probably the most important part because it's so important to understand that, that the Bible says that, that the price of sin is death. And somebody will pay the price for your sin. Somebody will pay it. And it's either going to be you or it's going to fall on Jesus. And he already paid that price. And he is waiting patiently, patiently to know you. And that's all it takes. It takes you surrendering to him. Saying, God, I want to be near you. I want to be with you. Accepting him into your heart and following him and trusting him. And the Bible says that, that in Romans 10, 9, 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now that's not a fancy prayer. That's, that's saying I've got to believe in my heart in him. And when I do that, when I accept him into my life, he will pay the price. He already did. Because somebody's going to. That's God's word. God's word said the, the price of sin is death. So you, you will pay the price. Okay, somebody will. So we want to give it to him. He's already paid that price. So, so I want to give that opportunity for anybody here, anybody watching online. Every head bowed, every eye closed, however you want to do it. If you're at home watching on on. The internet, just, just, you know, this is for you too. Right where you're at, it doesn't matter. I'm going to say a, a prayer. I want you to repeat after me. And if you say this prayer, like it's, you can say the prayer all you want, but man, if you don't change in your heart, you got to believe in your heart. But I want you to believe in your heart now, and then we're going to repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. Kept you out of my life for too long. Can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on the cross and you rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. Look, if you said that prayer, if you believe in your heart for the first time, first time in a long time, maybe something shifted today and and you just really felt it, you might have said that prayer just out of a routine before fill out a connect card let us know please fill out a connect card we want to reach out to you and talk to you about the next step talk to you about what what else is to come okay what what, what the what the next step is how to follow along how to how to get connected with people in the church how to move closer to him so i want you to do that fill that out drop that off in the offering bucket or at connection point
Other than that, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. You guys be blessed, and I'll see you again next week. Uh, y'all get to your feet. Y'all stand up. That's right. Some of y'all go ahead and start stretching. I know y'all half asleep. It's all right. Come on. I rebuke you. And I'm just kidding. I love y'all. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just so thankful to be up here. I, I'm grateful and thankful to God that uh, Pastor DJ lets me uh, get up here and, and be able to speak to you guys and uh, if you don't know, this is the part of our service where we collect an offering and we give our uh, offering and our tithes. Uh, but if you're new today, uh, please don't feel pressure. Don't feel in any way that you have to give at all. Uh, this is just for anybody that calls Destiny Church home. Uh, and this morning I was asking uh, God what, what I should uh, share with you guys about. Uh, and it's kind of funny because this is what he gave me. Uh, and it's 2 Corinthians 9. And I, and I love this. It's kind of funny because this is what... I believe he's, he's telling us, you know, because I asked him to give us something. And, and what he said was, 2 Corinthians 9, 1, it says this, There is no need for me to write to you about the service to the Lord's people. For I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that, that since the last year in Achaia, uh, you were ready to give, and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. Uh, and I just thought this was so awesome. Yes, it's not like a, you know, oh, give your offering a message. But I thought it was so awesome that I asked the Father, hey, God, would you give me something for your people today? And he gives me, hey, he's proud of you. He is proud of us as a church. He is proud of you forgiving because he doesn't have to, you know, compel you to give because you guys are a joyful and cheerful giver. And so from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. You guys are so awesome. I want to encourage you to continue to give to the Lord with all your heart. I love each and every one of you, and I'm thankful. And let's just go ahead and pray. Father God, I am thankful for your people. God, thank you for us, God, in unity, God, a body who loves you, God, who wants to give, Father. Thank you that you've blessed us, God, and that you're continually blessing us, God. I thank you, God. I'm grateful, Father. You are so, so good to us, Father. I know you are proud of them, God. I know you are, God, and I thank you for your love, God. And I ask that you would pour out favor, God, in the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We bless this offering and tithe that you're giving us this morning, uh, that we're giving to you this morning, God. We, we give it to you, God, cheerfully, and we thank you for it. Uh, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said? All right, hold on. Before you leave, we're almost done. You know, I just felt like we should do this real quick, so I know you guys trust me, and you're cool with, the, with me being weird. Uh, so, Alex, if you can come up here, I want to pray for you. Come on. There you go. See? I really want to pray for you. And I just felt, I was praying for the offering. The Lord's like, you know, we need to pray for you. So you guys can stretch your hands out to her. We're going to bless her womb. Uh, Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for Alex, God. I declare right now in the name of Jesus that her womb is blessed, God. That she is just being strengthened, God. That she, all the nutrition, God, is going to be there in the name of Jesus, God. I declare all the way down to the cellular level that her body is blessed in the name of Jesus, God. Uh, Father God, right now we ask for a blood transfusion with the blood of 
of Jesus right now in her body, God, that she is healthier now and will be healthier uh, during this pregnancy than she's ever been in the name of Jesus, God. And we declare supernatural protection over her life, over the life of her family, God, and her husband. And we just bless her and her family in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, come on. Amen. Love you. All right, she didn't know I was going to do that. But all right, guys, hey, listen, we're going to have our prayer partners up here. Uh, and there will, or, uh, if you want to give, you can give online or there will be uh, the ushers at the door. Uh, but I love you guys, and I pray you have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you.